It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You All right, another edition Rams. of Locked on Rams. Podcast. Thanks for checking it out Rams. today. Part Lots to get to. Um, Network. There's the Your loss against the New game. Orleans Saints, which, quite frankly, um, there's not a lot to discuss, at least specifically with regards to that. Maybe a, a brief conversation regarding Jared Goff and his development and what he looked like in his second game of the season. But the fact of the matter is the Rams got – completely and totally embarrassed in that game. So we're not going to spend a ton of time on that. We'll take a little bit of time to look forward at what's coming up in uh, a week against the New or excuse me, the New England Patriots and what the Rams might have in store for them there. What they have in store for them is a very very significant beatdown of history is any indication of what is coming up next. But obviously the big story of this week and, and I this is really sad to say This is really, really sad to say. Probably the biggest story of the entire year regarding the Rams, at least from a national perspective. Um, Not talking about, you know, this guy's out and this guy's in and should they run more of these plays and fewer of those plays that unless you're a fan of the team, you're really not getting involved in that kind of stuff with, with the, you know, there's just too many teams and too many players. But every once in a while, there's a story that'll kind of pop and become a story that's not just a story for uh, the the fans of the team locally, but rather for what's going on across the the league. And the Rams managed to do that this week, and it has nothing to do with what they've done on the field, which seems oddly appropriate for what they have been doing this season. Of course, I'm talking about Jeff Fisher versus Eric Dickerson, so we're going to spend the majority of the time on that. Don't forget, you can hear me pre- and post-game on every single Rams broadcast on ESPN LA 710 and 100.3 The Sound. I do it with Kirk Morrison and Eric Davis, a couple of former NFL players. Eric Davis is a former Super Bowl champion as well, so we always have a good conversation. I would invite you to check that out if you can. Now, we'll start very quickly with Jared Goff in what was happening with him in New Orleans. He he was better. He threw three touchdown passes, and two of them, the first one to Tavon Austin was a gorgeous throw. I mean, it, that was as good of a throw as we've seen anybody make for the Rams all season long. Just a, a, a really wonderful top-tier quarterback type of throw, which gives you optimism when you're thinking about what might be coming up next. That's good news. We saw Jared Goff run a two-minute drill at the end of the first half that was Flat out, really, really good. No no qualifications. He did a good job. He got them in a position, got them down the field, got them into the end zone. Good reads, good clock management, good throws, all of the above. Jared Goff did an excellent job executing a two-minute drill. That's a good sign. The downside is you say to yourself, okay, if that's what he looks like here in week 10, what are we talking about if he would have been in here starting in week two or week three? Because the fact of the matter is, this is week two for him. What if he'd had two months of practice? What if he'd had two months of games? The Rams, you know, 
took an entire season and lit it on fire for reasons that are beyond me. I understand that, hey, we thought we had a chance. Hey, we thought Case Keenum would be good enough. But the fact of the matter is, if you watch this team regularly, if you know what they have the talent-wise on offense, you knew that this was not going to work out. So they should have put Jared Goff in much, much sooner than they did. The good news is he looked pretty good. So from week one last week against Miami, where he looked – I don't know. He, he was a zero, and I don't mean that in, in any sort of negative way. When no, when you are when nobody asks anything of you, I don't know what you're supposed to do to deliver. If all if I said to you, here's what I need from you today, I need you to sit in that chair and not fall out of the chair. You you could execute that, right? You could probably sit in that chair. If I said I need you to sit in that chair for an hour without falling out of it, you could do it. Pretty sure you could do it. Right, but at the end of the day, if somebody said, "How'd you do at work today?" What would you say? Well, I I did exactly what they asked me to do. Oh, well, then you must have done really well. Well, no, not really. I just sat in a chair and didn't do anything. Jeff Fisher asked Jared Goff to sit in a chair for an hour and not fall out. So there was almost no evaluation process that that took place. Um, when you look at some of the other things that he was asked to do this week, you feel pretty good about it. So if nothing else, they took a step forward. They went from nowhere to somewhere with Jared Goff. That's good news. The bad news is they lost by four touchdowns. The bad news is a team that is built on defense, a team that's built on the ability to not give up a bunch of points, got torched for to the tune of 49. So, so that's simply not going to work. And Jeff Fisher um, afterwards was – saying all the things that Jeff Fisher says after games. Which, as far as I can tell, is nothing. He talks. He's not like Bill Belichick where he just grumbles into a microphone and doesn't say anything. He will engage. He will talk. He will have words leave his mouth. But what he doesn't do is engage anybody and actually say something insightful it's double talk gobbledygook nonsense about battening down and tightening up and leading and battle fighting and all of this football nonsense that really doesn't mean anything so what they're doing there I have no idea so I'll put that aside what's coming up in New England is going to get very 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 ugly very ugly because Bill Belichick and Jeff Fisher have faced each other seven times as head coaches. Bill Belichick has won five of them. Jeff Fisher actually won two of the first three, and two of those came when uh, Bill Belichick was a member of the Cleveland Browns and the head coach there. So if you want to take those out, he's only really beaten the real Bill Belichick one time. And the last two times have been by a collective score of 134-7. to Okay, so what do you want to do? No, I, I misspoke. Not 134. 104 to seven. 104 to seven. So take that to the bank. That that's coming up again on Sunday. And quite frankly, the only thing really to pay attention to to this team is whether or not Jared Goff is getting better, whether or not he is progressing as an NFL quarterback, and who the next head coach of this team is going to be. Because those are the two things that seem to be energizing Rams fans, which brings us to the meat of this. But All right, let's take a minute and talk about SeatGeek real fast. You guys know that I love to mention SeatGeek to you because they've been a great partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. They're saving you guys some money, too. When you use your code LORAMS, Locked On Rams, they're going to send you 20 bucks back on that first purchase. And what SeatGeek does is they take all the tickets online and they put them in one place. So you don't have to go to 10 places, 20 different places saying, all right, where's a good deal, where's a bad deal? 
All of the tickets that are available online are all aggregated right at SeatGeek. I'm looking at a picture right now, looking at a game. The Knicks are coming to town to play the ga- the, the Lakers on December 11th, and there's tickets all over Staples Center available. I see a ton of green dots, which means those are good deals. I see a couple of red dots, too, which means, you know what? You might want to keep moving on that one. That might be a little overpriced relative to the rest of the market, but you can go check it out. Put the SeatGeek app on your phone. Put it on your phone, type in the promo code LORAMS, and on that first purchase, they're going to hook you up with a $20 rebate on that first ticket. All your tickets in one spot at SeatGeek. Go check them out. It's a great service. It's a great opportunity, and lots of guys, I get feedback on Twitter that have gotten to use it. It's a good deal. Go check out SeatGeek. All right, so to the story of the day, Jeff Fisher versus Eric Dickerson. First and foremost, it's really, really dumb. It's... And here's let's I'll get into I'll get into what I think happened between these two guys. I'll, I'll do that. But here here's the grand takeaway, the quick one second takeaway. This is such a bad fight for the Rams to be having. This is such a bad fight for them to be having. It makes them look petty and small and preoccupied with things that simply don't matter. Jeff Fisher is the head coach of a team that if they don't look out, they're going to be four and twelve. Okay, if things break how we think they're going to break, they're going to be five and eleven. You can go back to that hard knocks episode at the beginning of season one. I'm not going no bleeping seven and nine. No, you're not because you're not good enough to go seven and nine. You're going to go five and eleven. You might go four and twelve. Seven and nine at this point, your team would have to play really well over the last quarter of the season or so, and it doesn't feel like it's coming. This is the fifth year in a row where you're going to be under 500. This is not what you want. And now you're fighting with arguably one of the most famous L.A. Rams of all time. You're having an argument with him over a a he said, he said sort of situation. How dumb and how bad does this make the Rams look? You you, you can't. Here's what's so stupid. I, I have a feeling that Jeff Fisher's version of events are probably the most honest and probably the most real and and quite frankly i think he has a point the fact of the matter is nobody's going to go to the trouble to figure out exactly what happened all they hear is eric dickerson going on the radio and by the way he'll go on any station that you want to have him on and he'll tell you the story that the rams won't let him come to games that they've banished him from the sidelines okay that's a pretty good headline hall of famer eric dickerson told get the hell out by la rams okay that's all it's going to say. That's all people are going to hear. And everybody's going to go, oh, the Rams, they can't win against. They're treating one of their guys like trash. Okay, That's what it looks like. That's the easy thing to understand. That's the thing that Eric Dickerson is promoting. And quite frankly, that's all the people are going to go to the trouble to learn. Here's what it sounds, and I don't know this to be true, but if I've, I've, I've read Jeff Fisher's side of this, I've read Eric Dickerson's side of this, and having been around this long enough, I have a little bit of – a little bit of wisdom to impart to a situation like this. I think what happened is is they had a situation where Eric Dickerson was being critical of a team. Eric Dickerson decided that he was going to go on the radio and be that guy, be the guy that said, this isn't working, that isn't working. And then Jeff Fisher got word of it and called the guy and said, hey, look, man, really? Do you have to do that? Should he be doing it? Probably not. Then what happened after that is Eric Dickerson and he had a conversation. It probably went, yeah, okay, well, you're fine, whatever. And then he turned around and said, um, I would like some tickets to the sidelines, please. And 
Jeff Fisher probably said there, are you kidding me moment? You're going to rip me, you're going to rip my team, and then you're going to ask me for sideline passes at the same time? Really? That's how we're going to do things? Okay. And then he probably said, no, you know, let, let's not. Let's not. Should Jeff Fisher be in, involved with that stuff? No. Should Jeff Fisher have any sort of involvement on who's standing on the sidelines? Probably not. But I bet you that's what happened. See, Eric Di- Eric Dickerson probably doesn't get this. If you're going to go on the radio and be the guy that's ripping the local team, which is fine. I have no problem with that at all. You probably shouldn't be the guy calling the team and saying, oh, hey, by the way, can I have some free sideline passes? That looks bad. You can't be both. You can't be the alumni and then be the talk radio host. You need to pick one or the other. You can't be both. It doesn't work like that. And, and that's what... Eric Dickerson doesn't get look if you remember Eric Dickerson on Monday Night Football you understand that he's probably not the most elevated thinker in the room he's probably not a guy that's doing those sort of things but what are you gonna do what are you gonna do that the Rams have spent the better part of a week the week where they're attempting to win a game for the first time in a long time where they're attempting to win a game against a good team maybe for the first time in a long time it's gonna take some time we'll see we'll see I don't think they're gonna be able to do it I don't. I don't think they're going to be able to do it. And I think if they extend him, some people are going to be very, very, very disappointed. We'll find out. That's going to do it for Lockdown Rams. We'll see you next time. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. Hey, Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fantasy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fantasy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.